Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we are diving into a big new reveal that happened this year and fairly recently. Just, what was it? Just over a month ago, a month and two days ago now. Or no, two months. And two days ago now, we are talking about the 2022 Ford Maverick pickup truck. Mary's $20,000 sticker price with Bronco Sport bones and a hybrid powertrain. This might be a return of the small, affordable pickup. Of what, the mini truck, I believe it was called? So this is obviously a very, very important review because the, because the Ranger died a while ago. Like, back, I think, in about 2010. Then it came back within the last five years. It's something I don't think anyone expected. And now we have a truck smaller than the Ranger. Something absolutely no one. I say absolutely no one, but I think the general populace thought would never happen ever, ever again. So this is a very, very big reveal. A very big deal in the automotive industry, let alone for Ford. So it is finally, finally, right? About time for me to do an episode on this. So let's get into it. This is the all-new Ford Maverick. A compact unibody pickup truck with a hybrid powertrain as standard and a starting MSRP of $19,995. Ford calls the new Maverick America's first standard full hybrid pickup truck, claiming the title of the market's most fuel-efficient truck with an EPA-estimated rating of 40 mpg in the city and 37 mpg uh, combined. The new Maverick is the baby of Ford's truck family. How small, you ask? At 199.7 inches long and 68.7 inches high, the new unibody truck is 11.1 inches shorter and 2.1 inches lower than the Ranger, which up until now was the smallest offering Ford had. Well, smallest truck offering Ford had. Ford believes that the Maverick will attract entry-level will attract entry-level customers looking for a more practical vehicle and even those who have never before considered a truck. In a market dominated by SUVs and trucks, you can't argue against a four-door pickup with a sub-$20,000 price tag that also happens to be a hybrid. The Maverick product proposition is like nothing else out there. It's a great-looking truck, that's objective, but I, I don't hate it, it's okay. Featuring four doors with room for five adults, a standard full-hybrid engine with city fuel economy that beats a Honda Civic, plenty of towing and hauling for weekend trips, or do-it-yourself projects, and it starts under $20,000, said Todd Eckert, Todd Eckert, Eckert, I'm sorry if I, I am really, really sorry, I apologize if I butchered your last name, Ford Truck Group Marketing Manager. Maverick challenges the status quo and the stereotypes of what a pickup truck can be. That reminds me of Dodge's old spiel when the Dart came out back in 2012, where they were saying, uh, challenging, they said like, challenging the preconceptions of what a compact car can be. That's a, that, like that structuring for, for a sentence and that word choice, whew, that takes me back. That takes me way, way back. Cause I was, I was nothing but a wee lad when the dart came out <laughs> back in 2012. But they actually have a graph here that talks about, that shows even more how, how small the Maverick is. So we're going to go over the stats a little bit further. It also has a turning radius of 40 feet curve to curve. I just saw that on the same graph. So that's. That sounds pretty darn tight. I don't know what the general average is, but that sounds pretty good for a truck. So the Maverick, once again, is 199.7 inches long 
and is 68.7 inches high. The Ranger is 210.8 inches long and has a height of 71.1 inches. The Ford F-150 has a length of 231.7 inches and is 75.6 inches tall. And then the Ford F-250 Super Duty has a length of 250 inches and is 79.3 inches tall. So clearly the truck, the Maverick is pretty dang small, especially when you take into account it's only a, it's a little bit shorter than a Durango. Because if I, if I remember correctly, a Durango is somewhere between 200 and 203 inches long. And look, a Durango is a big car, but for a truck, the Maverick is tiny. I think that actually makes it about the length of a Charger. Because I think a Charger is somewhere, I think a Charger is about 199 to 201 inches long. Something like that. So yeah, this thing is about the length of a Charger. And a Charger is a big car, but for a truck, this thing, again, is minuscule. Hybrid from the get-go. The entry-level version of the new Maverick is powered by a hybrid 2.5-liter powertrain with an Atkinson Cycle 4-cylinder ICE producing 162 horsepower and 155 pound-feet of torque and an electric motor kicking out 126 horsepower and 173 pound-feet of torque. Combined, the power output is rated at 191 horsepower sent to the front wheels via a CVT transmission. God dang it, you had to have a CVT? Really? Ugh. Ford says that the Maverick Hybrid can cover 500 miles or 805 kilometers on a single tank of fuel, offers a payload of 1,500 pounds or 680 kilograms, and the, and the, capability, and the capability to tow 2,000 pounds or 907 kilograms. Those wanting more power and capability can go for the 2-liter EcoBoost engine, which produces 250 horsepower and 277 pound-feet of torque and is paired to an 8-speed automatic transmission. The Maverick with the 2-liter EcoBoost engine is also offered with standard front-wheel drive and optional all-wheel drive. When fitted, with the, when fitted with the optional 4K tow package, the new Maverick 2.0 EcoBoost can tow up to 4,000 pounds or 1,814 kilograms. And that doesn't sound like a lot for a pickup truck. And Trust me, it's not. But there are crossovers that are roughly the size of this thing and bigger that can only tow up to 2,500 pounds, if 2,000 pounds. So if you want a smaller pickup truck than some crossovers that can tow twice as much, this is your pickup truck for, this is the pickup truck for you. One thing that's non-negotiable is that Maverick is built for tough, said Chris Mazur, the Maverick's chief engineer. Our engineers were unrelenting, putting it through a battery of vicious on-road, off-road, environmental, and simulated consumer, yeah, customer use testing until we were satisfied. Ford trucks are Ford trucks through and through. The Maverick features a 4.5 foot bed, 6 feet long with a tailgate open, riddled with clever functionality solutions. Ford calls it the flex bed, with the load area featuring special stance slots for customers to slide 2x4s and 2x6s and create their own elevated floors, segmented areas, and other DIY solutions. The bed also features two tie-downs, four D-rings, and built-in threaded holes, threaded holes in the sides to bolt-in accessories and other creations. A multi-position tailgate completes the FlexBed system. You can buy the bolt-in Ford cargo management system and we're happy to sell it to you. But if you're a bit more creative, you can also just go to the hardware store and get some C-channel and bolt it to the bed to make your own solutions, said Keith, said, I'm sorry, I can't figure out how to say your last name, said Keith, an engineering specialist who helped develop the, truck's the truck box for Maverick. 
In addition, the new Maverick offers two 110-volt outlets, one in the cabin and the other one in the bed. It even has another 12-volt DIY pre-wire package in the bed, which can be used for wiring extra lights. People have forever been hacking into their wire har into their wire wiring harness to run things like lighting, air pumps, and other useful accessories, said Gabby Grahalos, an electrical engineer who helped develop the pre-wire package. This is a better solution for enabling customer needs while protecting the tail lamp while protecting the tail amp. No, 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 tail lamp. While protecting the tail lamp wiring and creating a fuse circuit to avoid compromising the overall electrical system. With this, you have the option to select the factory available box lighting or install your own home-built lighting, lighting setup, or even invent a whole new use for the 12-volt access points. The cabin of the 2022 Maverick features an 8-inch infotainment system with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Ford's Sync 3 system will be an option on Lariat models, while the Ford Pass Connect feature will be standard, featuring a modem and Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Customers can find their truck, check the fuel level, lock and unlock the doors, and start and start or turn off the engine from their smartphones. The interior hosts a range of clever storage spaces, including door cup holders that can hold one liter bottles upright, door pockets that can fit a tablet or a notebook, and even a huge storage bin under the rear bench for larger items. True to the DIY nature of the new Maverick, Ford has added a new tether system for rear passengers. The system, called FITS, Ford Integrated Tether System, is basically a slot at the back of the center console designed to accommodate different accessories. Ford will even publish a slot geometry to allow customers to 3D print their own solutions. Now that, that is awesome. That is cool. Stellantis, take notes. Ram, take notes. The new Ford Maverick will reach the market this fall in XL, XLT, and Lariat trim levels. Customers will also be offered a special first edition model alongside the FX-4 off-road package, which is reserved exclusively for all-wheel drive models and adds a beefier cooling system, skid plates, and 17-inch wheels, and even more. Next, let's move on to the pricing and options because they were leaked not that long ago. In fact, they were leaked a day after the reveal. <laughs> Jesus. Full pricing details for the 2022 Ford Maverick have emerged online shortly after the truck's official launch. Yeah, no kidding, shortly. It was one day after. As we already know, the standard Maverick XL crew cab front-wheel drive models carries a suggested retail price of $19,995. One step up in the range will take customers to the XLT crew cab front-wheel drive, and that is priced from $22,280. And topping out the range is the $25,490 Lariat crew cab front-wheel drive. All prices exclude a $1,495 destination and delivery fee. Standard version of the Maverick come equipped with a hybrid powertrain consisting of a 2.5-liter four-cylinder engine with 162 horsepower and 155 pound-feet of torque, and an electric motor with 126 horsepower and 173 pound-feet of torque. Those after more power can offer the 2-liter EcoBoost. Yeah, we already know about that stuff. What we don't already know, though, is this. This engine, the 2-liter EcoBoost, is paired to all-wheel drive and adds $3,305 to the sticker price of the XL, XLT, and Lariat models, Maverick Truck Club reports. A plethora of options will also be available for the new Maverick. Those include the FX4 off-road package, which is $800, Power Tilt slash Slide Moonroof, which is $795, First Edition package, which is $1,495, Spray and Bed Liner, $495, Splash guards at the front and rear, $180. Bed crossbars, $800. Bed divider kit, $300. Cargo bed net, $70. Commercial roadside assist kit, $220. And 
and $280 worth of toolboxes for the driver and passenger sides, and two different tanu covers priced at $1,160. While the Maverick is Ford's smallest pickup truck, the company is keen to point out that it is still tough. So let's go back to the additional cost of the all-wheel drive though, and we're going to apply that $3,305 cost to all the other models. So for the least expensive model, which I think is the Maverick XL Crew Cab, that 19,000, yeah, XL Crew Cab front wheel drive, that's going to increase the cost from $19,995 to $23,300. For the XLT Crew Cab front wheel drive, that's going to go from $22,280 prior or pre all wheel drive to $25,585 post all wheel drive. And lastly, the Lariat Crew Cab front wheel drive which starts at $25,490, will go up to $28,795 if you go with all-wheel drive. So it, it goes from really affordable to slightly less affordable to less affordable to really less affordable, essentially. Moving away from that, though, we have even more news, as Ford CEO hints at family of Maverick variants, including an EV. Small and affordable are typically dirty words in the automotive industry, but Ford turned that notion on its head with the unveiling of the 2022 Maverick. The pint-sized pickup slots beneath the, ra the Ranger. I was about to say Wrangler, I don't know why. Slots beneath the Ranger and starts at a remarkable $19,995. That's $400 less than the dreadful EcoSport and makes, and makes it the Maverick and makes it the Ford's most affordable... Sorry, the, the sentence is just written weirdly. And makes it Ford's most affordable vehicle in the U.S. While customers, while customers usually don't don't give a hoot about entry level models, the enthusiasm and excitement surrounding the Maverick has been a refreshing change of pace. Ford is understandably happy with this, and CEO John Far no Jim Jim Farley has hinted future variants could be in the pipeline. Speaking with the New York Times, Farley said he could envision Ford producing a family of Maverick variants, including an electric model. The executive didn't elaborate, but the company offers a variety of F-150 variants, including the iconic Raptor and rugged Tremor. While a Raptor variant seems unlikely, a bushed-up version of the Maverick could appeal to people who don't think the truck looks rugged enough. So basically like a Ram Rebel, so the Raptor looks, but without the capability. Of course, the most interesting tease was the possibility of an electric variant. While an electric powertrain would likely erode the affordability quotient, it would give the automaker an electric pickup to slot beneath the $39,974 F-150 Lightning. It's also worth mentioning Ford teased an electric pickup at their, at their Capital Markets Day presentation. However, it's likely an electric Ranger, as the company noted their upcoming rear-wheel drive slash all-wheel drive BEV flexible architecture will underpin electric versions of the Explorer and Lincoln Aviator, as well as active lifestyle vehicles, cargo vehicles, midsize trucks, rugged SUVs, and two- and three-row crossovers. Alrighty, and finally for the hard stats, we have, this is what the 2022 Ford Maverick 1st Edition looks like. A single image of the 2022 Ford Maverick 1st Edition has surfaced online some four weeks after the new pickup truck was unveiled. Like so many other new vehicles to hit the market, Ford will initially sell the 2022 Maverick in 1st Edition guys. A picture... and picture? <laughs> some, that's a bit of a typo. A picture posted online by the Maverick Truck Club shows that this variant comes standard with a handful of unique... Features to distinguish it from quote-unquote lesser variants. Most notably, the Maverick First Edition includes a unique graphics package that features a section of black on the center of the hood and black on the rocker panels. In addition, the First Edition... In, why did you say in addition and then the First Edition? Like, you have two shun sounds and they're very, very similar back-to-back. -back. 
Not only that, the first edition package includes a high gloss black paint roof, body color door handles, a soft tanu, a soft tanu cover, high gloss black wing mirror caps, and gloss black machine slash machine inch 18 inch wheels. All Ford Maverick first edition models are based around the flagship Lariat trim level and shoppers can order it in either black, Area 51, pictured which is just some kind of gray, I guess. Carbonized gray or rapid red. Why you know blue, huh? The first edition package for the Maverick adds $1,495 to the pickup truck's price tag. Kicking off the 2022 Maverick range is the entry-level XL Crew Cab front-wheel drive model available from $19,995. Okay, that's the prices. We already went over that. That's the engine stats. We already went over that as well. Alrighty, so with all of the hard stats out of the way, what do I think of the 2022 Ford Maverick? Well, from the front with the headlights, it kind of looks like a cyclops to me, like, like four eyes, so... Not bad, just a little weird to me. I'm not I'm not completely sold on the face. The headlight cuz it's it's weird. What was the there was a f generation of Fords. I think from 2010 like the F250 where you had that bar in the middle and it impeded into the headlight unit and the headlights kind of wrapped around it sort of. It it's kind of like that actually. It's kind of like that. So you have that bar, it goes into the headlights and then the headlight kind of wraps around. I don't know how much I like that and or dislike it. But it's interesting. The grille is a bit of an awkward shape. It's a little bit taller than the top and bottom of the headlight. So again, I'm not sure how much I like that. It, it, it might have been better. I might have preferred the grille if the bottom of it was at the same height as the bottom of the headlight. That way, it, it doesn't take a little bit of a dip down. I, I might have preferred that. I don't know. Maybe. that's It's really a minor change. But moving to the rear, not much I would change. You have maverick indented into the tailgate you have the ford badge the taillights look honestly they look like they could fit on a ranger not in terms of size but in terms of design like i don't see that as maverick taillights i see that as like ford ranger taillights not that i remember what the ranger taillights look like at this very moment because i don't now i do want to say looking at it from like this front it's a slightly skewed front front angle photo what i don't like proportionally speaking about the maverick is how tall it looks and, and it's not that it looks tall, it's just, it's narrow. It's tall and narrow. The narrowness aids to it looking taller, like it's a visual illusion, at least from the front. It, it's just kind of awkward looking to me. And I don't, I don't want to be rude, but this is the only way I know how to equate this. To me, from this angle, it looks like, it looks like some of those people that have really tall yet narrow heads. It, it's just... It's kind of funky looking to me. It's it's really really awkward. It's 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 like do you need to bulk up? You know, like do you need to like stretch your skull out or something? It's yeah, it's squished. That's what it is. It's squished, and I don't. I'm not a fan of that much. I'm not a fan of that of the proportions of it looking squished. I'm not a fan of how the proportions make it look squished. That's a better way of saying that. Yeah, it's I don't know. Something about it is just making it look way too thin for its own good. At the front, at the back, it's completely fine. At the back, I, I don't really care. But let's see, let's see about the profile, if I can find a photo. So the profile is a little interesting because if you remember, this is a unibody truck. It's not a body on frame. And as far as I can tell, the bed and the rest of the body are all one piece. So instead of it, like, instead of it being a 1500, well, a Ram 1500, a Ford F-150, or a Silverado 1500, where you have the cab and then the obvious separation between the cab and the bed, it's all one, it's all one piece. 
Okay, not a bad thing, just an interesting thing to note. But what this does, what this does if I can find the juicy photo that I'm looking for, I need that side view, dang it. But what this ends up doing is it makes it look like a really small ridge line. Actually, it kind of it kind of has that, or maybe like a Chevrolet Avalanche, if you remember that. It sort of it sort of looks like that to me, especially because where the base of the of the truck of the truck bed is sort of like the belt line for the bed where that is, and then where the cabin is at the back where the rear window is, it curves up. Because in normal trucks, it doesn't curve at all because it's not it's not combined, it's not conjoined. So you have just this flat end, you have this flat edge, and then the cabin. Well, here, because it's combined, you actually have this kick up a little bit before it gets to the cabin space. And that really adds adds to the idea to me that it looks like a Honda Ridgeline, where it's a sort of pickup, sort of not, or a Honda Ridgeline, except it doesn't have the like plastic flying buttress things. It doesn't have that. But yeah, so it's it's a mix between like a proper truck from like the front to the rear door to the rear passenger door, and then like the ABC A ABC. So sort of, I guess it's the C pillar. Once you get to the C pillar and then back, that's when it starts to look like a Ridgeline. That's when it starts to look look like a unibody truck. Frankly, again, not a bad thing, just something to be aware of. But yeah, so that's that's really really interesting, and honestly, I hope this makes Dodge bring back. I say bring back the Dakota, but the fact of the matter is, the Dakota was a Ranger competitor. So the real question would be, what name would Ram bring back if they were to go after the Maverick and make a truck that small? Like, because the only Ram that I can think of that was this small was the Ram Fifty which was just a captive import Mitsubishi, if I remember correctly. So they're not really going to go with that. And I don't think they're going to go with Ram Strata, because not only is that already used for the Ram Strata... No, is it? No, that's already used for the Fiat Strata elsewhere around the world. And I don't think that's a name that would resonate all that much at all with buyers here in the U.S. So that that would that's a little that's an interesting little conundrum for Ram there. But yeah, I, I like it, though. I'm glad they've... they've Given the American auto world a smaller truck, or the autom- or the consumer automotive industry here in the States a smaller truck, because there are people that need a truck, even if it's as small as this, because they need the capability that a bed has, and we don't have utes in the U.S., so a truck is, an aspe- is the next best thing, but they don't want something that's, again, massive, but they also don't want something like an old Ranger, can't afford a new F-150, don't want something as big as an old F-150, so... I think for the relatively niche market of people that need something really, really, that need a truck that fits a very specific criteria, this should do the trick. Now, moving to the interior, this does look, as far as I can remember, this looks fairly reminiscent of the Bronco Sport interior, maybe with a few styling changes here and there and some element changes uh, elsewhere for added capability, added versatility for, for the fact that it's a truck. But you know, I like it. I don't think Ford does does interiors as good as FCA, but this is definitely getting up there. This is getting a lot closer. Talking about some specific details though, I like how the central interior trim, sort of like the interior trim on the JL Wrangler, how it can be, you know how it can be like red, red or silver, how it has that colored like bezel. Well, the Ford, the 2022 Maverick has a bezel and in this interior photo, it's gold. And it's in between like the top of the dash and the outer bezel, which on this model is a silver. And you know, I really like that a lot. I mean, it's I say it's gold. It's more like a goldish bronze. So it's not like 
gold bars, but it's not as orange as bronze. It's a, it's like a what are they, like a brass monkey. It's a brass monkey style color, and I love it. It's such such a it's not understated, but it's a nice mature. Let's see, a nice mature, for lack of a better word, understated color. That also adds some pop. That also adds a like a high quality look. I feel just in color alone to the interior. I'm glad that in the 2022 Maverick we see they have, as far as I can tell. Let me see if I can find a closer photo. Yep, they have redundant HVAC controls, which means they're physical buttons. Which, thank God, and it seems they have redundant controls for the search and volume. Again, thank God we have physical buttons for the HVAC and and the audio settings. Thank the Lord. Now, the only thing I can see so far that I really don't like is where they placed the air vent. So, you know, on the Chevrolet Camaro and the Chevrolet Blazer, how they mounted the air vents really, really low, the circular ones. Okay, they Ford did not mount them that low on the, on the Maverick. I keep wanting to call this the Bronco. They didn't mount it that low on the Maverick. They did mount it a little low. It's just above the HVAC controls, which I guess makes sense. But they're also this this rhombus shape so a square but with rounded edges and I don't, I don't really like the look they kind of look like pig nostrils to me it's just that's not brilliant that's not great it's not awful it just looks awkward in my opinion though let's see the lower center console looks good there's a few cubby spaces including one for your phone that's pretty good we have the park park reverse neutral and drive rotary selector which is good we have an electronic parking brake which some enthusiasts will cry about I may or may not be one of them. We have cup holders. Okay, so all the, you know, your standard affair, your usual stuff. From what I can see in the interior, it's definitely small. It looks very narrow in here, which to be fair, it's a narrow truck overall, so it would be. But it's it's kind of surprising. If you're, you if you don't like being close to people, like sitting close to people, you may not like this truck. I guess it depends on how much you dislike sitting close to people. I like the seats though. I like the coloring on the seats in this press photo. It is black with the main seat cushions being a nice rich tan. I like that a lot. See, the touchscreen is a little small. It's apparently eight inches horizontally oriented, of course, but it looks a lot smaller. It looks like a seven or maybe a six inch screen. It doesn't look that big, but this truck, from what I can see in the press photos, does not lack cubby holes at all and or storage spaces, which is really, really nice. One of my favorite... One of my favorite touches, though, on the interior is in the door insert, they've added this, like, geometric, like, waveform shape that you might see on a video. It's really, really cool. Like, for anyone in Colorado, you'll know this. That blue bear outside of the Denver Convention Center and how it's made of, like, geometric shapes, they've added that kind of touch, without it being the shape of a bear, to the door insert. And that's, that's really, really cool. I don't think everyone's going to love it. I might not like it in the flesh, but in the press photos, at least... I'm kind of digging it. I'm liking the dimension it adds into the door insert. The speaker is, well, the speaker surround really is a, another rhomboid shape of square with, with round edges. It seems to take up a lot of space. That seems to take up a lot of space in the interior. Maybe it should have just been circular and, you know, call it a day. But, yeah, I'm liking all the cubbies in the interior. It seems like the rear seats have a cubby under this under the seat bases, which is nice. A lot... A lot like in a lot, a lot like in many trucks sold on the market today. Yeah, that's cool. I'm liking it. I'm actually liking it a lot. This could be, it's not meant to be fun to drive, but I think it could be fun to drive because it's small. It's light. You have a bed. I would, I would actually think about buying this. 
if I had a track car that was really, really light, and if this could handle towing, a, I don't know, a 2,800-pound Neon RT coupe and a trailer at the same time, I would legitimately think about this as a tow vehicle, especially because it's so inexpensive. But at the same time, it's like, okay, yeah, but you could go used, get an older truck, get an older half-ton truck that would still be able to tow more than this and wouldn't be as expensive. So that would probably be the route I'd actually go for. But if I wanted a new truck, if I had to have a new truck, and it had to be small, and it had to be inexpensive, this is right up there. Jeep, Ram, you might have some thinking to do. You might have to fight Ford on this. Because I'm sorry, as, as far as new product goes, Stellantis, Ford's kind of beating you here. I need, I need to see some Jeep and Ram products of, on this level, and certainly some Dodge products. And please, God, some Chrysler products. Please, for the love of God, some Chrysler products. How long has it been since we had an old new one since the Pacifica? Which I think it was 2017. I mean, Jesus. But yeah, you know what? I'd have to give this, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 as well. I'm not sold on the design, but I can't argue with the functionality and its price. This looks like a, this looks like some, a really, this vehicle looks like it's going to be really good value for money. Like really, really good value for money. Well done to you, Ford. I am very pleased with your effort here. Very, very well done. Anyway, though, what do you guys think of the new Maverick? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Are you somewhere in between? Let me know in the comments below. Anyway, if you enjoyed this podcast, though, please like, comment. No, please like the podcast, share the podcast. Like, share, and follow the podcast. That's how I say it. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have a lot of the Podbean mobile app, hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. Before we end, I want to inform you all that you can now monetarily support this podcast and indeed the entirety of Cody's Car Conundrum with Kofi. Uh, well, it might be coffee, but it's spelled K-O-F-I, and that's weird, so I say it Kofi. In any case, Kofi is an alternative to Patreon where, beautifully and as God intended, you, the supporters, don't have to pay a fee, like on Patreon, to support my work. So if you like what I do and want to see me cover slash talk about slash make a video regarding something specific or want me to branch out into other areas of car culture, then head on over to ko-fi.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum where you can make a minimum donation of $5 towards me and the brand. In return, you'll be helping me afford new equipment, afford upgrades to my existing tools, you'll receive polls asking what topic you want me to dive into next, you'll get to see voted and non-voted content before public release, various forms of recognition for your support, and the ability to vote on merch designs you'd like to see on the Teespring store. And now it's time to close. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.